Cold Iron is a police captain and in charge of this Rotor program. And uh, his superior is Commander Bugler, who very uh, peremptorily calls him and tells him, like orders him, to make with the product um, fully 25 years (laughs) I don't know how that works. It's supposed to be ready. And he does so in such a, like, wildly verbose way that the character comes across as not merely aggressive, but fully psychotic. And that, that to me, is the best of bad movie writing. Because a couple of things are going on in that scene, and I don't think either of them were written that way. Like, it is... Because, it, it Jen, you're talking about, like, what is the deal with the script in this movie? It is confusing. There's a, a lot going on, and none of it makes sense. And I think that part of it was the the actor who played, you know, Commander Bugler. Like, I think that he didn't get any script pages, but he is an actor, and he was hired to do a job. So he did, you know, he did what was asked of him. And mm-hmm. then he, like, kind of... He he was given a, a vague idea about what he needs to say, and he just kind of says everything that he thinks works, and then... Um, they used you know, all of it. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, I gave you a lot to work with. You figured, you, you know, find it in the edit, and then... Um, Unfortunately, when your editor can't find his ass with both hands... <laughs> right, yeah. So he's like, look, I'll give you a lot of options. You take the thing that you want the most. And then, um, yeah, then you got a scene. I'm not in the rest of this movie, so I'll see ya. But yeah, he, he came in and he gave what um, what he thought they needed. And yeah, like you said, they used all of it. Right, which is where you get phrases like paper jerker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he had, to come up with, he had to come up with the reason for why he was mad about something. And he and yeah. he, gave, he gave him two different reasons. Yeah, and um, I guess what it boils down to is that some congressperson or another has demanded that the, uh, the Dallas Police Department Science Division produce a working... Uh, law enforcement android in the next 60 days. 60 days? Yeah. On a, that... um, on, in a project which has already been scoped out to last for the next two and a half decades. Right. But yeah, it's, and again, like that, that scene is interesting too, because I know they're they're trying to do, you know, consistency where it's like, yeah, maybe it'll be ready in 60 months, but 60 days. And then, you know, Beagler's like, well, you know, the senator's on my ass, and he said he could make me private citizen in 60 seconds. So this this base 60 conversation makes me think that it might have been guest written by James Wynn. Because, <laughs> huge fan of round numbers. Right. Um, which still, once again, begs the question, um, what exactly did, this, did the senator or the representative or whoever, what, what did they hope to accomplish? Look, I've written the, I've, I've watched the scene sixty times to make sure that I understood it all. And what happened was, it is, it is a a make work project that the senator thought he would be able to use to catapult him into the presidency. I think you know to to borrow 
uh, Commander Bugler's words. Because he wanted to be like, hey, I've got a, a killer robot. I'm, I'm tough on crime. It was a big thing at the time, right, Jen? So right. he's going to use that. He's going to say, you know, just make this project, like, sort of pretend to work. You know, it could be like the Star Wars program. It doesn't, you know, or it's the same idea from RoboCop. It is, you know, we had, you know, uh, you know, mis- military contracts and, you know, spare parts for years. Who cares if it worked? I should really memorize right. that speech because it is so emblematic of RoboCop. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it is. He just wanted this thing as a political platform, you know, that he could run on. He could be like, "Look, I made the the killer uh, cop that will make the future safer by murdering all criminals," which I think you, is a platform you can run on in Texas or Florida. But the, yeah, but the yeah, but the problem is the the entire project was just a slush fund. Like it was. Um, you know, Bugler was taking his his you know skim off of the top, and some some people between him and the senator. It was just a gigantic slush fund, and then Cold Iron at the bottom of it was the one who's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make me a killer robot. Yeah, I'm gonna actually do some good in the world by making a a machine that murders people, a machine that murders people, but who can also see past events that it was not present for." Right. Well, you know, computers, they can they can do anything. It's it's really amazing. Yeah, so, like, I'm sure it uses like infrared or sound pressure waves or yeah, know, some lasers. Shit. Yeah. 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 Space so, lasers. Right. So the whole Jewish the whole, space lasers. Mm-hmm. The worst kind. Uh <laughs> so so this whole project is a farce, basically. And it is Bugler saying, you know, if you don't actually produce something, then it'll be your ass. And the funny thing is that even though he is a, like, comic relief background character, Howdling, who then takes over the project, like, he has realistic expectations about this project, where he's like, look, we just need it to get it, like, on a stage, take a couple of steps, spin around, just do some bullshit. It is, you know, it's, it's basically, it's, it's Tesla's business model. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know why they didn't just hire a guy in a robot suit. See? Dressed yeah. as a cop. Exactly. And then the next thing you know, you'll have idiots on Twitter saying, please put a microchip in my brain. Right. Yeah. See, Howdling had the right idea. It, it only needs to, like, make a favorable impression. The senator is happy. No one gets shot in the head and, you know, or investigated for, you know, criminal, um, you know, malappropriation of public funds. Groping pages. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, I running I don't a know. child sex ring out of the state capitol. You know, right. things that politicians do. But, um, yeah. so, okay. Howling and didn't grow up anyone. It was, it was the assistant robot, I think, who was the, the horny one. So, jumping off of what you have just explained, um, mm-hmm. and we'll get back to howling later, because that's very important. But, um, as you said, this would appear to be an indictment of um, our corrupt system of politicians and law enforcement working hand in hand to enrich themselves like and you know damn the populace we're not working for them we're feathering yeah. our own nests here if it wasn't so stupid yes and it's uh you know it's great that uh we have uh paul verhoven to come along and you know make a similarly jaundiced movie about uh law enforcement and the United States and crime. So I would say that in the hands of, 
you know, perhaps more adept filmmakers, Rotor would be a pretty accurate uh, skewering of our system. Yeah, it just had too many ideas, you know? It's, yeah, it's, and it's four different movies. Yeah, because instead you just get this weird pile of scenes where nothing really connects to anything else. Yes, yeah, so stupid people making a dumb movie. Hey, you can't listen to this. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, you got to head on over to patreon.com slash have you seen this. And for only $5 a month, you'll get the rest of this episode, plus one more every month, plus over 50 other patron-only episodes. Find the deep cuts for only $5 a month at patreon.com slash have you seen this. Link is in the description.